What kind of salmon? Oh my god! <laughs> this is this is how you're fishing for a goddamn button. <laughs> is this really what we've resorted to? Yeah, man. Welcome everyone to episode 54 of 99100, the podcast counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of 1999. I am your prodigal son host, returned from the land of splendor, Sparky Shelton. Happy birthday. And I am your um, Judas host who, you know, <laughs> ousted the prodigals. I, I killed Sparky last week. The prodigal um, son was not Jesus, but Ryan has to say his name. And mm-hmm. I'm Ryan. Well, I'm Jordan Granick. Uh <laughs> yeah. we, we take one week off. And and it totally goes to shit, and we lose our mojo. We just have to do it every week. There's no escape. Uh, no yeah. escape. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I if I don't go running for like a couple days, I lose all my stamina. Right. Yeah. Mom that. Yeah. So. You have to run so you can fuck for a long time. Clearly, he doesn't jerk off enough. All right. Well, that's not a great start to the episode. It's Oscar season, though. It's Oscar <laughs> seasons. <laughs> No, no, no. Ryan's right. It's Oscar season, baby. The stars, the stars have fallen from the sky into the Kodak Theater. I think. Are they doing the it like the Grammys? Theater. Are they doing it like socially distanced still? Or I think I it's like a fifty-fifty split. Every one of those rich motherfuckers has a vac- had a vaccine like in September, though. There's no way that they they're not all it. vaccinated, right? Yeah, no. There's no way they're not. So unless they're with- anti-vax. Yeah, what's with the facade then? Just pack it, pack it full, pack Kodak full again, and make because us. Because these are the these green. are the same stars who were like posting at the beginning of quarantine. Like, if you take your mask off while you're ta- you're in the, while you're in the bathroom, I will come to your house and kill you, kind of thing. That's what they yeah. were posting. Who? Do you- yeah, Timothy Chalamet went nuts, dude. That's Army what Timothy Hammer. Chalamet. Oh no, Army Hammer just ate. I, yeah, of the two stars of Call Me By Your Name, I think it's hard to make the claim that Timothy Chalamet is the one that went more crazy. Was Army Hammer in uh, Call Me By Your Name? He was the yeah. gu- he was the guy. He was like the other. He was I didn't the guy see that, the movie. He was the yeah, guy that fucked Timothy Chalamet. He was like the American researcher. Ah, it's cool. a shame we can't watch that movie anymore and be turned on by Army Hammer. Um. Is there po- is it possible that um, oh fuck who was it that they got to replace Kevin Spacey when he did all of his dirty shit with all the money in the world? Um, Don Cheadle, Christopher Plummer. That's what I want. Oh yeah, I want a well, he's CGI. Dead. He's dead. He is dead, so it would be difficult to do the reshoots. But if Carrie Fisher is any guide, dying does not release you from movies. Um. I would love to see a recut of Call Me By Your Name with Christopher Plummer playing Army Hammer's character. That would be very funny. I would like Seconded. to see that. I second that. Just uh, some, some, just him. <laughs> that old, wrinkled Canadian face eating cum out of a peach. Jesus Christ. Speaking Welcome of cum peach. peaches. Welcome back. <laughs> Wait, Ryan, you watch all of the movies. You watch all of the movies uh, for the Oscar season. Um, who who are your faves? Who do you think is going to take home? I didn't finish. I I didn't see three of them. All right, let's look them up. Oscar. But no. my money's on Sound me. of Metal. My money's on Sound of Metal, starring Riz Ahmed and others. Okay, let's just, was, let's just run trial. through. I saw Mank. Oh, Mank was good, but Mank was long and... <laughs> oh I thought tri- the trial one was better. The I trial of I Chicago Seven. It was good, yeah. but it was too campy. That's not the right word. Okay, I want. I would like a. I would like a three. Mm, no, let's say a a thirty second synopsis of the best picture nominations. Too campy. Mank was filmed in black and white. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I immediately retracted that shit. You guys obviously aren't listening to me. Yeah, that is a bad habit of ours. Um, okay, so give me a short a short synopsis of the father. I didn't see the father. Okay, Judas and the Black Mas- Black Messiah. Also skip that one. Okay, that's two zero out of two. So you're talking a big you, game and you're not delivering. 
Okay, I told Mank. you I watched three of them. Mank. It's the story of Mankovich and that other guy. I forgot his name. Orson Welles. Wrote, Orson Welles, who wrote uh, that really famous movie. That Citizen also, Kane. I didn't Citizen see it, Kane. and I am schooling you in this. <laughs> Correct. And uh, it's about how Mank uh, goes around Hollywood getting fucked up and hangs out with William Randolph Hearst in his castle. Hearst Castle in San yeah. Simeon. Um, okay, Minari. Minari about a Japanese farming family trying to climb the, the ranks of so- society. Um, I didn't see that one either, but I saw a lot of press and shit about that, so I, I figured that one out. Nice. Okay, Nomadland. Nomadland? Uh, that movie kind of sucked. <laughs> um, it's about the girl, the, who, the woman who played the, the main McDormand. character. Who? Are you thinking of the actress Frances McDormand? Yes, 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 yes. yes. She, um, oh, her husband died. She has no kids. She sells her house um, and gets starts living in a van and working for, like, part-time seasonal jobs. So, like, she works at Amazon for a while, like, as a box person, not as a software developer or someone <laughs> important. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, Promising uh, Young Woman. Oh, that was a fucking crazy movie. That was about this girl who... Okay, so her friend got raped and murdered <sighs> in college. <sighs> and crazy! Then she, she goes... It's like a weird thriller horror movie and also Bo Burnham's in it. Oh, um, I hated... I actually saw that. I hated it. Yeah, it, that one was like straight out of left field. It was just bad. I mean, like, yeah, it was. It, I'd say it was okay at best. Okay, Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal, amazing. Riz Ahmed, he's a rock, like a metal drummer. Him and his girlfriend, and they live in this dope uh, school bus they converted into a house. But the caveat, he goes deaf. Oh. So he has to handle being deaf. So he goes to, like, deaf camp. Um, not to be mixed up with death camp. Yeah, uh, where he starts to learn sign language, but he goes through the struggles of like handling this and at first he's in denial and then he gets kind of upset you know the stages of depression but he learns to overcome it sure and truly accept his deafness well that's that was a very complete um and then the last one i i don't remember what it was already even trial of the chicago seven that is sorkin right that's a sorkin Mm -hmm. flick so a lot of fast talking a lot of you know soapbox standing Mm-hmm. Yeah. Impassioned yeah. speeches about justice and and the Constitution, etc. Well, Star it's started. about a court. It's about a court case. So they they bring up, you know, justice from time to time. It's like it's like the it's like a rehash of a few good men. I haven't seen that. It's uh, it's an Aaron Sorkin joint. Yeah, except if you put Borat and fucking that guy who stars in the like prequel Harry Potter movies that I can't remember. His name of uh, Eddie He's Redmayne. He's talking about Sasha Baron Cohen, yeah, and Eddie Sasha Redmayne. Sasha Baron Cohen and Eddie Redmayne are who they is. Did fucking Aaron Sorkin see Les Miserables and is like, I know exactly how to misuse <laughs> those actors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I think he saw Hugo. It was like, yeah. Sasha can... <laughs> He's got the chops. He's got the chops. He's finally emerged from his shell after trying to be a dramatic actor for like he eight years. He saw Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Um... Who do you think's taking it joke. away? Who do you think's taking taking home the prize? He said the sound of metal. Sound of metal for sure. Or okay. one of the three that you didn't see. <laughs> um, or Minari. Minari, honestly, they were really pushing that shit, but because it's a foreign film, it's entirely in Japanese. But it's not Parasite, a foreign film. Parasite broke. Parasite did that last year. Yeah. We, yeah. So maybe they, they're like they can't, we, they we, can't do it. <laughs> the Academy Awards. They paid their fee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. Once in a century, they let. <laughs> They let somebody else besides Aaron Sorkin win. Well, speaking of Aaron just... Sorkin winning. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, oh, what were you going to say, bud? I was just going to say they might continue jerking themselves off even harder and vote for Mank. Yeah, giving it, I mean, I think I think at that point you can basically burn down the Academy and, and be <laughs> like, yeah, it's run its course. I think that would be the shark, giving Mank the, the best picture award would be the shark jumping moment of Hollywood. Giving it the best, well, giving it the best screenplay award would. Yeah, that would be a little bit masturbatory. Speaking yeah. of masturbatory, our movie this week was the 1999 classic Nicholas Sparks adaptation, Message in a Bottle. 
boys, this movie, we all watched it today. It got us all so hot and steamy, we're not wearing shirts. You can hear it. You can hear it palpably coming through the microphone. But... <laughs> I'm slapping my boobs. <laughs> I could not. You, We are all shirtless on our webcams. Cut off. I'm cut off right about the nips. Uh, uh, Ryan's just above the pecs. And Jordan, we're seeing like a little bit of delt. Like we're getting just that, that little teeny bit of delt. Those are traps. I'm so self-conscious. Are those traps? Yeah, delts are like... Oh, delts, delts are delts are your shoulders, right? Yeah, yeah. We get a little bit of back. we get a little bit of traps. Uh, so that noise was really mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know how deep that nudeness goes. See, so I already did the the segue, so I can't do it again. Speaking of nudeness, um, this movie is a Nicholas Sparks uh, adaptation. Um, spoiler alert: there is some shouting in the rain. You know it. You love it. Impassioned speeches in the rain. That's what Nicholas Sparks is going to give it to you. Um, have either of you ever seen a Nicholas Sparks adaptation? You guys, Notebooks, Dear Johns, etc.? No. No. Are you Thank two, are you two rom- like sappy romantic movie uh, boys? Do I feel you- like it'd be sad um... if I watched them by myself. Mm. Except for this one, obviously. Because you're not watching it by yourself. You're watching it in spirit with your boys. Well, this is like a book club, so. (laughs) This is like a book club. Like, podcasts are just book clubs with extra steps. Extra steps being editing, I guess. Editing and, And like, the recording process. Yeah, and it's about a movie. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. You know, close enough. Can we think of any other differences between book clubs and podcasts? I mean, one similarity, overwhelmingly white. Um, do you guys mostly have, suburban mostly yeah. suburban yeah a lot of free time really unsolicited opinions we're getting a lot of co- commonalities i guess wine we don't have wine i feel like this isn't really an excuse to drink yeah i do have a and T, but i think trust me i would be drunk a lot more if, if i was on the same time zone as you guys usually are yeah, that's fair because I'm a, a, an appropriate. Although I did pour this GNT a couple hours ago, so um, this movie uh, it stars Kevin Costner and Robin Wright Penn in this before she you know wised up before like 2006 when uh, Sean Penn decided to just like stop showering. And before he always... I am Sam. Was that was that it? <laughs> Was that I hope not. I hope that's not why she divorced him. <laughs> if he just... Uh, I mean, have you seen a picture of Sean Penn recently, though? His hair is just like... Doesn't he have a little pencil mustache? Take a bath, yeah. Wasn't that fucking weird how he interviewed El Chapo? That's like, amazing. He though. was... He was. It wasn't that, that Sean Penn, I think with Vice, interviewed El, El Chapo. It's that... The only person that El Chapo trusted with the interview was Sean Penn. Well, that's straight up like the interview, the movie he, where like he looks know, like Kim Jong Un gets the yeah, that is true, like, the, like the, the that joke, daytime. The, yeah, he looks like the combination of Liam Neeson and uh, Jeremy Renner. Okay, sure. I don't see it? Maybe Wrong. Sean Penn. Wrong. I just yeah, I just Google imaged him. So. Wrong. <laughs> Google image to Sean Penn. Yeah. No, I don't see it. I'm thinking about it. I don't think I, I see it. I saw like a like a Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. Patrick, maybe like Patrick Dempsey, Jack Nicholson. Patrick Dempsey, but worse. Yeah, like a, that's like that's a how worse. Like a V1 Patrick Dempsey. He's not McSteamy, he's McSoggy. <laughs> And the crowd oh, goes I, wild. I see that. Thunderous wow, we, applause we, so rains from the, the balconies. We got to the cold open 20 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I could do that thing where, like, shows will have previews, like, with the funny, the funniest joke in the episode as, like, the teaser. And then you mm-hmm. watch the episode and you're like, yeah, I guess that was pretty funny. Um,. So, it's got Robin Wright Penn. It's got it's got Kevin Costner. 
And right off the bat, I think we should talk about why movies in 1999 thought Kevin Costner was attractive. I was trying to come. I was thinking the same thing while we were watching this. This movie, uh, for the love of the game, like the whole point was he was just like this drop dead attractive young ace who could get anybody he wanted. And like it's Kevin Costner. It's it's like. He's a dad. He just is like a you know. He's he is he is not a young man. What what year did Waterworld come out? Nineteen eighty seven. Nineteen ninety five. So that four years was like hard on him. Which is crazy because like the next twenty years were real real the same for him. (laughs) Yeah, he was fine. Unless he just like once you hit the bottom though, you can't. Like, there's nothing below the bottom. So I feel like he just really spiraled into 99 and then was like, well, <laughs> this is the end. And he was like, oh, I got I to gotta stop abusing mescaline. And then he just turned it around and maintained. That's the dream. You really yeah. don't want to age better. Like, you don't, I don't think it's preferable to look better at 50 because it's like, I mean, what are you going to do with that, right? Tell that to Halle Berry. George Clooney. Yeah, but Jennifer like Jennifer Aniston. I'm not saying it's good. For, it's like that. I don't, bad for I don't think they look. The thing about Jennifer Aniston, I don't think she looks better, but she, she just looks, looks the same. She, yeah, she looks better than most at that age. Keanu she, Reeves, though. What I'm getting at, though, is if you age better, like if you look better at 50 than you did at 20, like that is mm-hmm. like, what do you do with that at 50? I mean, like, wait, didn't we talk about this before? It was probably we talked about it in a fucking Kevin Costner movie because we were continually confounded by why movies thought he was hot. He does. And by the way, he doesn't look bad. He's not ugly. He bears a passing resemblance to Paul Newman, his who plays his dad in this movie, which is enough. Like if you resemble Paul Newman, you are probably pretty attractive, but like grizzled protagonist that everybody falls in love with the instant they see them like walks onto the news floor uh well newspaper floor and like her co-workers are like that's him uh, and are like flustered like it's goddamn hang on what's up bud she fell in love with this guy based on the letters we'll get there but like there are a couple of scenes there are a couple of scenes that are like the the point is that he's attractive like there are scenes where he's where she's like you know it's sort of oh, like that yeah, jaw she him the note and it's like he's a babe yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like you'd think it was john ham it would literally be like the note would be like why'd you bring your father to work <laughs> the note would be like he smells like fish please escort him out of the newsroom <laughs> Um, so the, the, let's, let's jump into it, shall we? Uh, Robin Wright, um, is a, uh, we see to, to establish that it is before night, uh, nine 11, uh, we see her walking off to a plane, walking off a plane and meeting her ex-husband at the gate. Um, and, uh, uh, says that like, um, I'm going to Cape Cod, and she has. This is basically this is. If I had to, if I had to sum it up, this is Robin Wright's Hot Girl Summer. Um, that that I mean, really kind of got sidetracked. Um, so she's dropping off her son with uh her ex husband and her ex husband's new wife and their new son. Um, and she goes to Cape Cod instead of back to Chicago. And uh, uh, has a, I would say, a typical Robin Wright running session. Ha- have you guys seen any any movies with Robin Wright in in them? I saw no. I saw House of Cards, and I yes. remember like there's a lot of running. She there's a, a lot, lot of running. running. I'm also pretty sure there was like a l- lot of running in, uh, in um, the Princess Bride. I think she does some running. Mm-hmm. For- oh, that's her. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. Forrest Gump, you know, the running is dominated by Tom Hanks, so you know, but like by run, proximity. Robin, run. By proximity, I'm gonna guess that they like train together. 
Um, she trained him. She did train him. That's right. Yeah. They, they just they just put Tom Hanks's face over her <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah, that's it. the The prosthetic beard and everything was just over over Robin Wright's running body. Um, what happened? What happened on Cape Cod? She went to Cape Cod, right? Lighthouse. She finds a message in a bottle. Yes. So she's running and she runs onto the beach and uh oh, message in a bottle. And did it bother either of you that like she didn't wait until she got back to the bed and breakfast to open it? I probably. Would I mean, have no. It there. I probably would have yeah. opened it. But her hands were like sandy and wet and gross. What if it's really old parchment? I got a pair of jeans on. You know, just wipe them off. Well, she I looked it up. The on. oldest, the oldest, even better bottle found was like a hundred and one years old. So, really. Yeah, I mean, I guess people don't really ever, throw... ever found ever found. Apparently, right. like yeah, like people were throwing bottles into rivers at like 300 BC, or like or like corks weren't very good, so they all sank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God bless. How you. many people do you think have done that recently, <laughs> and it has just ended up in that giant like trash <laughs> island the size oh, of Texas? Oh, that'd be so. <laughs> fucking Pacific garbage patch, baby. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, probably a bunch, huh? Probably like there's you could if we're gonna scour like somebody's gonna it's like all of these ocean cleanup projects are just gonna start scouring all of the plastic out of the ocean and they'll all develop like this deep hatred for messages in a bottle because it like fucks up their machine processing. The next thing they pull out of a turtle's nose is a little scroll, <laughs> <laughs> little love letter, Dead Sea Turtle Scroll. <laughs> oh snap and it's like and they think oh how could they be th- so thoughtless and then the note says I was longing so much for you that I killed and emptied out this sea turtle and shoved this scroll into its nose <laughs> I know how much you love doing violence to animals so in your memory I murdered this precious beast Um, what does the note say Jordan Dear Catherine. From memory, you got <laughs> this. Et cetera, et cetera. No, you got it. Commit. You got it. I. It's Dear Catherine. People see. Pe- this, is, this is something, you know, you haven't been on as many episodes as Ryan and I have, so maybe people don't know this about you, but you have a photographic memory that only kicks in if you're adequately, like, bullied and peer pressured. So this is going to sound mean, but but I promise you it will work. So fucking say it, dude. Fucking say well, it, dude. Fuck. <laughs> now all my friends are gonna use this little trick on me. It I don't doesn't know fucking why. matter because if okay. it doesn't fucking Dear work. Dear Catherine, I know that you love when I do long and extravagant gestures. So here it goes. I thought this one would be kitschy enough for you to get a <laughs> kick out of. Here I am sitting at my desk, just drank this Coke, and here I am with my typewriter. God, I know you love these gestures. And I think you'll find this really funny, too. I'm trying to make this gesture for you, Catherine. So here I am, just writing a note. Don't be prudish. Say what he said about his hog. He said, (laughs) Do it. Wilbur's getting getting really massive. I think he might take first at the county (laughs) fair this year. Yeah, that's that's what he calls his dick, and obviously every county fair has a dick measuring contest. What if they did, though? If you farted into a bottle and threw it into the ocean, <laughs> what Ryan just did was was in the in the field of improv, not known as a yes and, but a no. Also, this fart joke. <laughs> yeah, well, a I mean... no buts. Hey, you go. Now we're firing on all cylinders. Look at us. Nice. What were you saying, Ryan? What were you interrupting with? (laughs) Like that's the message. Like it's a fart. It's a fart. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I had for that one. That's a thousand words. It says a thousand words. It's beautiful. Amazing. What happened next in the movie, Ryan? Uh, they do. They go full CSI Miami on this shit. They do carbon dating. They analyze the tech, the typewriting text. That part and they're was, like, I thought that part was so fucked up. 
So she's in, she, we should say that Robin Wright's character is a researcher at the Chicago Tribune. She's a reporter, right? What the fuck does researcher mean? She's not a reporter, Google. though, because it, uh, because her boss, <laughs> fucking Hagrid. Um, oh, right. Hagrid's in this movie. Right. Hagrid is in this movie. You're a writer. And he's like this. Robin. You're a researcher. You're a writer. <laughs> You're not a writer. Um, but like. Apparently, this fucking op-ed columnist who does human interest stories at the Chicago Tribune has, like, a team of, like, seven researchers, um, which is why I think this is really a movie about the death of the print industry um, and, its, and its bloat, uh, because ostensibly... Uh, she, so, so she brings this back, and she's telling her researcher friends, and then fucking Hagrid publishes the, 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 the letter... Um, and, uh, and God, what happened between that time? It doesn't fucking matter. He publishes the letter. They carbon date it. And she's like, ah, oh, it's this guy in fucking South Carolina. And so they she find, goes there. they find another two, another two, uh, uh, letters that have the same, are like from the same typewriter and on the same masthead and cardstock. And the odds of that happening pretty high astronomically low pretty high from the same writer if it's the same writer yeah i'm gonna guess though that like i don't know how currents work i thought that the currents uh well yeah that makes sense because the atlantic currents go south to north well when i was doing my research on messages in a bottle there was one that was found after 70 years but it was found eight miles from where it was dropped because of currents, you know? So huh. it really, it didn't go very far. They don't travel very far. Yeah. Interesting. But, it, but like, did he throw them in at the exact same time? Or are currents so consistent that it just, like, loop runs that loop? I don't know. know. I, I don't think that Nicholas Sparks really went into the oceanography of it. Um, yeah, what a dumbass, you know? Is it weird that he wrote only two? Because we can spoil it here a little bit. Uh they found three messages. Two of them were addressed, Dear Catherine. The other one was like, To all the sailors in all the ships and all the seas, I am so in love, and I hope everybody else loves too. And we find out later, after Robin Wright fucking completely gaslights this motherfucker for a year, <laughs> um, that that was his, uh, the last thing his dead wife wrote. Um, and is it not weird? So he wrote he wrote these letters to his dead wife, who he's still completely like uh, 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 occupied by, right? He has not gotten over this death. Weird that he writes two, right? Like there should be more. Who's because uh, like you write the first one, and you get the catharsis, so you write the second one, and then you're just like done. I must have blanked in the. Do they? Does he say why he wrote them and how they ended up in the bottle? Well, he said that like he, it felt like he was writing it to her, because she had died once he has he had written them. So did she start it then? Yeah, she started it. Oh, okay. so he was like three. Three is the magic number, and if she did this one time, I'm gonna do it two more times. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like it seems like if that is some cathartic exercise that he has to commune with his dead wife, two letters is that it? Well, he didn't finish that boat until someone came and slapped that's him on true. the ass. Very, very uh, uh, not motivated, Kevin Costner. Um. So he she tracks him down. And goes to the Outer Banks of North Carolina and um, on the company dime, which is another point of bloat, like Hagrid is like, you're not fucking going anywhere. We're going to send a stringer from an affiliate paper to go talk to him, do the interview. And Robin Wright is like, fuck no, I'm going. Didn't you tell me to take risks? Which, why the fuck are you telling your researchers to take risks? Don't you want them to be like airtight? This fucking Hagrid guy is a son of a bitch, and he's bad at his job. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of implied that, like, company dollar doesn't matter, because, remember, she's like, you sent me to India for three days to look at whatever. Look at, like, elephant fucking or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah elephant fucking. <laughs> but she's there, so she goes down, she meets the guy, 
does not say why he why she is there. Well, she meets the dad first. She meets the dad, who again is, is played by Paul Newman, who, and, and I wanted to talk about this. I put it in the chat, but this movie, I feel like they couldn't decide whether they wanted to make Paul Newman look like uh, Kevin Costner's dad or make Kevin Costner look like Paul Newman's son. Because neither of them mm-hmm. really looked like themselves. Like Kevin Costner looked slightly more rugged and handsome and sharper, Have and you Kevin seen Costner, Looper? yeah, it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like how Bruce Willis or Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the younger version of Bruce Willis, but they just gave him blue contacts. Yeah, and they really don't look anything yeah. alike. Yeah, yeah, it's like, so it's like that. Was, the, was the casting done by two separate <laughs> companies? I think, I think <laughs> two I directors. Think that, I think that they like. For whatever reason, the studio decided, okay, it's got to be Kevin Costner because, you know, he's hot right he's now. He's the hottest guy. Yeah. Everybody, everybody is so fucking stoked off of the, for the love of the game. You know, we got to, we got to get him, we got to get him while he's hot. We're all still stoked off of Waterworld and uh, Field of Dreams. He's the hot commodity. Um, and they like drew a hard line, but the casting directors were like, no, we wanted some hot Paul Newman type because we got Paul Newman because we've always wanted to work with Paul Newman. So they had to put him, make them both uglier somehow. But she, she goes around this town and finally finds the guy working on this boat. And she's like, I'm just here to do. Did she say why she was there? She didn't say why she was actually there, but what was her cover story? Um, she said she was a researcher. I don't remember. I'm going to be honest, Sparky. I listened to this movie passively. I, I watched and listened to the whole... Well, I... Hear me out. I saw... I listened to the whole movie. That's confirmed. 100%. Okay. But I was also playing Minecraft the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what were you working on in Minecraft? What was your... What was your... You know, I got I got one of those little realms going. So me and Garrett Slosser. Oh, his name's Garrett, by the way. And that was fucking me like in the head because Garrett Slosser, our friend who I've been playing Minecraft with. Um, feel free to join. I can send you an invitation. I'm, DM me. I am shocked and appalled that this is <laughs> when I find out that my two good buddies, one of whom... It started yesterday, by the way. One of whom I was alive yesterday, dickhead. <laughs> I was extant yesterday, dickhead. Okay. I sh- I inter- I fucking introduced that motherfucker to Minecraft in eighth grade. God dick. God damn it. God damn you, sons of bitches. I don't want. Well, play. I was feeding cows and making crops. You know, <laughs> mining. Fine. I probably wouldn't have joined anyway. I had to pack up. Um. Anyway, what was were I you, yelling about up? before I had that conniption? What are you packing? I'm up? moving. I'm moving. Oh, right, right, right. Nice. Penthouse baby. Yeah. Top floor baby. I'm headed that way. Hey, what's your address? Um, it's <laughs> uh fucking one one zero I don't know. I'm just gonna bleep it. So you guys can react like it was super funny if you want. Nice. I've heard funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so she's fucking pulling his chain and asking questions that she knows the answer to, and they, uh, and then she sees him in a, in a, in a, in a, in a restaurant that they were going to meet, and he gets into this fist fight with this guy who's his dead wife's brother, and, and he keeps calling him a thief, like a thief. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. But we found out that, like, she died, and they kept her, the, her family, like, kept her away from him, so he broke in and took her away when she was sick and cared for her, and then she died. So I feel like if they were going to lay an accusation down, it would be murderer, right? Wait, was Thief not for the paintings? Thief was for the painting. Oh, Thief was for the... What the fuck? You thought he meant like a thief of life? <laughs> yeah, I thought he meant like a thief of this woman who is property that in my eyes because I'm a fucked up guy. 
That would have been the kid's fault. That's so fucking weird. What the hell? Yeah, wait, the kid. That was that was very sad. The yeah. description was nasty. Nah, we don't need to go into We that. really don't. Um, was it say like it took her inside down or something? Oh, Jesus Christ. Why would you soil our podcast? <laughs> it's such funny. a horrendous I was, That phrase. was the only part where I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, Nicholas Burks writes some weird fucking gory shit. He's a weird dude. But a um, romantic at heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy, can he write pussy-eating scenes. We've been bouncing. Oh fuck! We've been bouncing around this movie a lot, so that's good that you mentioned the pussy eating. We're gonna. We have to build up to it. Holy shit! You can't blow our load that early. It's the climax. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So I've heard funnier. So she, he was fixing up a boat when she found her, and they were gonna go. But then she sees this fight, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna get on a boat with you because you just beat the shit out of that guy," and then changes her mind immediately and goes out on this boat when he invites her again yeah it that's was all weird. he did was was he's like he's like i'm taking this boat out if you still want to and she's like yeah i know you are that's why i came here to tell you i'm not <laughs> fine i'll go yeah it doesn't make any sense and then they like fall in love but don't fuck and then oh god what happened after that she goes back to chicago um he meets her kid yeah, and do they and not? Like, do they not sleep with each other? Oh, they sleep the next to each other. But she was just like, she was just like, I just need to feel close. Um, and uh, uh, I just remembered the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where it, that's where it's building. Um, but so she, but it's like platonic and romantic, right? When you when you fucking grind on each other, but don't fuck. Mm-hmm. Romance. Um, yeah. Uh, so she goes back to Chicago, and he doesn't call her for four days, which she gets mad at. Isn't that the rule, or is it three days? Is it three days? I call people when you want. Those rules are bullshit. Go fuck yourself, those rules. Um, if you want to talk to somebody, fucking call them. Jesus. Um, what <laughs> happened after that? Did she, did he? So he comes back up to Chicago, though. Yes. Yeah, and then they bang. Yeah. And then he gives her chocolates. He gives her son trucks. I thought it was she like an airplane. He doesn't like chocolates. What? I thought it was like an airplane. No, it was like little trucks and police officers or whatever. And then he was like, Mom doesn't like chocolates. So he switched them and they have this cute little... Oh, one. yeah. That was True funny. sign of a sociopath, by the way. <laughs> like, oh, I have done this wrong. Here you go. I shall give the chocolates to the boy. The These boy will eat the chocolates, chocolates. Therefore, you will like them. The boy will eat the chocolates. I was referring to the, 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 the dislike of chocolates. The boy will eat the chocolates, and I will eat the pussy. Jesus. That's what Kevin Costner <laughs> said. Yeah. It's really gross. I don't know why. You, pe- you people make me gross. I'm blaming both of you. The you cult- said it. The culture that we have created on this podcast makes me uncomfortable because I say things like that. Well, that's your fault. You could have easily censored yourself. I could say say it in a way that's censored, Ryan. Say that sentence in a way that's censored. What was the sentence? I she, he will eat the boy I, will eat the chocolate and I will eat the pussy. I think is I what can't I say that. I can't twist that any other See? way. So <laughs> See? I can't twist um, it either. Um the boy will eat the chocolate and I will munch on the rug. Carpet. Carpet? <laughs> that's somehow rug? worse. How is that worse? <clears throat> oh my god. <laughs> That is less explicit and yet somehow cerebrally intensely worse. He will eat Godiva and I will go down on her. Go dive. Uh, I'll go, go diving. This is worse. We're getting further away. <laughs> we are getting further away. Um, oh, but it was... That's, that's the fucking... Okay, okay. We are getting distracted. We are absolutely getting distracted because the first night he's there, the sun is over, so no, no, no pork dancing. Then the 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 sun goes to a play date, which I don't think that it's safe for us to like consider. Maybe that's why people had play dates. Um, but uh, uh, well, I I have an older sibling, so even if I was gone, she'd still be around. Oh. And she didn't have any friends, so she wasn't going on any play dates. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be difficult to 
to to to manufacture. Um, we we got distracted by the cunnilingus because so she he's <laughs> he's gone, and and like she, they very unceremoniously get dressed, and Robin is like, I got to shower, I got to make this nice, I got to do the candles, and Kevin Costner's like, munch time, let's do it. Uh, and then they bang, and Robin Wright takes a shower, and that's when fucking Kevin Costner finds the message in the bottle in the fucking nightstand. I thought it was weird that none, no one at her work spilled. I thought someone at work was going to spill the beans. No, I think— When I she think, brought him in. Yeah, it's—I I, th- I don't think that people would have associated—because nobody had the photos of him. Like it, this was probably just some guy that she was dating, right? Like nobody yeah, but the connected. Dude walks in. The dude walked in, and they were like, "That's him." Well, yeah, she was telling them. She's telling her friends, but her friends oh. also knew not to say anything. Fair enough. Um, because he had no idea that she knew about the letters. And he if had they no said idea anything, because then his reality would be crushed. Because she's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah, talk about sociopaths. <laughs> Who's absolutely like does not. You know, I think you would say before before somebody goes down on you, you should probably say, "Hey, I got those letters you sent to your dead wife." Whoopsie. Also, I published <laughs> uh, them into yeah. the fucking Chicago Tribune. Luckily, also, nobody in your back. We, nobody. In also, your we back found woods. the one that your dead wife sent. <laughs> well, she didn't know. She didn't know it was from the dead wife at that point. That's true. Um, but. The the shot this was absolutely without question the Miller highlight champagne of bits. She, he we see him sort of like light this candle and in like a postcoital bliss look into the fucking uh uh side drawer see the bottle and then pull it out and realizes what's happening and we see fucking Robin Wright like it's a tracking shot of her coming out of the bathroom like you wouldn't believe. And it reverse cuts to him fully dressed in his baggy fucking khakis and huge polo shirt with his bags packed and his loafers on. And she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, no, I was going to tell you. Uh, and that's where, get, that's where we get uh, the, the patented passionate Ryan, screaming in the down. rain. Sorry, I was watching a guy punch two bricks. <laughs> <laughs> why in I the middle of the honesty. podcast you in complain half. sparky you monologue you go on for so long you get on these roles you gotta you gotta take we a did, breath we did recently get a note that we talked too much about the movie <laughs> that is really the note that we got yeah from yeah. scott no less well have you listened Thanks, to scott. his fucking podcast i don't know how <laughs> anything is made that dumb son of a bitch <laughs> we're just gonna let that hang for a while i guess if you listen if you're listening to this you son of a bitch you dumb asshole <laughs> I, hey scott i don't have this how's it going bud <laughs> oh man um but yeah can we skip ahead a little bit we're so close to the end we're halfway through. That's yeah, the bullshit it's part. it's the longest fucking movie I've ever seen, and it was only two hours. Jump ahead. Jump ahead, and we'll see if there's anything that we want to cover. Because I think you're about to skip, like, 80 minutes ahead. Correct, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Well, I mean, okay, so they bang, and then he goes <laughs> back to... He goes back to his house and starts making that boat that... He you somehow went back in time. <laughs> oh, really? Shit. Yeah, Sparky I was just talking been... about him leaving. So no, but he's 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 right. He goes back and he starts building the boat. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, he finishes the boat and then they christen it. She's there, obviously, at the christening. And then I don't really remember like I the only thing I remember after that, to be honest, because there wasn't a lot of like minute details, um, was that uh he goes out. Well, that's the very end. The very end of the movie. Yeah. So. Well, there's a whole there's the there's the fight with the the brother and the. Oh right, they the, come back. The artworks. They come back and they're like, "It's our art." And then Paul Newman's like, "I can just cut it up right Paul now." Paul Newman loses his fucking he mind. He pulls the King Solomon. <laughs> that is cut exactly the baby what it in is. Half. He is like Paul Newman. I, I we will we'll let's finish the movie and then we'll double back on Paul Newman's arc. 
But this scene is fucking crazy because the 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 dead wife's family comes back and they're like, "We want those paintings, you son of a bitch." And up to this point, Paul Newman's character has been like milk toast, nothing, given nothing, and he's like, and he just like he's as this fight is happening, he's like sitting on this porch, just like, uh, "You better watch your mouth, son." And then out of nowhere, he fucking bursts into the house like uh, goddamn Jimmy Stewart at the end of Miracle on 34th Street. And he gets a beer bottle and he fucking breaks it. And like, is this what you wanted? Is this all you have of her, you sons of bitches? Something to quarrel over? Maybe none of us will have it. And he holds this broken bottle to the fucking painting like a goddamn <laughs> maniac. Comes hey, out of nowhere. Suck. I don't even Come remember please. how this scene resolves. I don't uh, either. Um, the mom is like, she wouldn't want this. Or she's like, oh, <laughs> she lays like, on the, it's worse than death. She lays on, on the yeah. horn and is like, she wouldn't want this at all. Yeah. Two I, I thought she died and like fell forward. And hit the, <laughs> I did the same thing. What was? What are those two things, Ryan? Paintings weren't that good is number one. <laughs> they were pretty good. <laughs> number two, totally tangential but related to the movie. Um, you know that violin song they kept playing at random parts throughout the movie? I don't know. No. You guys weren't listening to the score at all? Because it, it, like, <laughs> part of it uh, what sounded exactly like We Are the Champions. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Buddy, no, that's We Will Rock I know, you. I know, but it'd still be funny. <laughs> Oh, man. One so, thing about the family. I want to say something about the family. Go for it. Uh, they were totally in the right to want a painting. Yeah, to want any of the paintings. I, yeah. I thought, I was like, oh, that was the last painting she ever did. Okay, maybe. And They, they had like the 80 paintings. Like, yeah, and I was like, okay, let them have one painting. And especially because they were like, people want to see them. You it's, have them all. It's also fucking weird that like... They they were like not a possessive family. They wanted they knew she was so talented that she had to get out of the outer banks and thought that Kevin Costner would tie her down. Which is not like a shitty thing to think. No, it's like, you know, you want someone to reach their full potential. Also, this fucking guy burst into their house, stole their daughter, and then they died three weeks later. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. No, they're the asshole. They're not the assholes. It's Kevin Costner. <laughs> not at all. But they, he gets they, were, his, he they gets just his... didn't know how to politely <laughs> talk about how they were right. Instead, they, you know. They were bad advocates for their cause. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, I know this guy absolutely wronged my family. I know. I'll start bar fights in the one restaurant in <laughs> town. Um, oh, well, my favorite scene of the whole movie the one where he goes into the restaurant and he's like, you've been sitting here for 10 years. Why do you always sit here? Oh, then he, and then gets, he gets up, up and, and moves. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Classic. That was um, was like, it was funny, yeah. Kevin Costner is the bad guy and he gets his comeuppance because he makes this boat and then there's a storm and then there's a, a shitty family, like a shitty, shitty family that's drowning. Uh, Jesus Christ. They look like they have no sailing experience. Yeah, they have no fucking clue what they're doing. And they can't, like, get the weather forecast for going out in a sailboat. Are you goddamn crazy? And he... Yeah, they literally say that. She's like... Uh, Kevin Costner goes, Oh, it's gonna be a... It's not gonna be windy today. And she's like, How do you know that? And he's like, I'm a fisherman. And she's like, You check the weather channel, you fucking asshole. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and then he dies. And the family lives? Uh, Two-thirds of them do. <laughs> oh god the girl the, the kid dies which is the most fucked up part yeah and we're supposed to he be really loves just he really loves killing kids in this movie huh yeah we're supposed to feel sad but like i didn't know that fucking kid they can drown all they want no sweat off my back yeah, anyway. so be, it'd be, i guess it'd be less sad if one of the parents died if it was a dog i'd be weeping if they had like a scared Facts. small dog like an Australian shepherd. Yeah, like a very you, faithful. You're really on the shep you're really on Australian shepherds. They're beautiful little dogs. They're great little dogs. Yeah. And it, I mean if I saw one of them like crying out in fear for their life and they just want to be home and safe and warm, oh, I'll ball immediately. <laughs> but a kid? Yeah, but come fuck on. kids. Wait, bleep that. That's <laughs> <not bad. laughs> 
Let me just add Chris Hansen to the call. We got him, boys. Um, that's the end of the movie, but we do have to double back on Paul Newman's arc. Paul Newman is his is uh uh Kevin Costner's dad. Um, he is Dodge. Dodge. He is an alcoholic that uh <laughs> he is an alcoholic that is allowed two beers a day. That is his that is his that is his limit. And Kevin Costner his keeps that's his allowance. Kevin Costner keeps a very close eye on him. Um close tabs. He he thinks that he is filled there's a scene where he and Kevin Costner are, are yell acting at each other. Um and Kevin Costner's just yelling, but uh, you know, Paul Newman's a consummate professional, so he's nailing it. Um and uh yeah, so he um a couple of scenes that I want to highlight. He feels guilty because he feels like if he wasn't a drunk, sad son of a bitch that needed caring, then they would have run off to New York or wherever and had a failing art career and it would have been different. Um, uh, there are a couple, there is one scene that I wanted to highlight because it was one of the biggest inconsistencies and like plot holes um, in the movie, which is they were having breakfast out on the porch and uh Kevin Costner or Paul Newman is like very charming to Robin Wright and he says the line if i was 150 years younger you'd be in trouble <laughs> young lady are we all in agreement that Paul Newman at any age could have could have gotten gotten it he is like he is still like way more suave and charming and attractive than Kevin Costner in this movie yeah, they did a good job making him look worse than he did look. But even still. Yeah, he's even still. He's got the charm. He's got the charm. It's Paul fucking Newman. The man's on goddamn lemonade cartons. <laughs> <laughs> the man's on salad dressing. Amazing. I do I do want to th- I, I I think you guys should go. I mean, if you rented it on Amazon, you'll still have 24 hours to, to view it. I, I want you both to go back and look at this scene and tell me that, like, the smirk and the smile that Robin Wright has after he delivers that line is not 100% genuinely, like, blushing and, and, and down for it. I won't check because <laughs> I don't want to have to see any more of that movie but you want to go for a run um yeah well that's the end of that's the end of our recap of the movie um uh do do we have any i i talked about how bangable paul newman is for like 15 minutes so do you guys have uh miller highlights i talked about mine the restaurant where he's like you sit here for fucking 10 years why don't you move over there (laughs) what about Uh, you jordan just when he's like, yeah, that baby took her inside. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Let him laugh it out. Let him get it all out. This is real time how long Jordan is laughing at that line. I'm good, I'm good. Are you, bud? Yeah. Took her insides out. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> he's still going. He's still going. He's I'm fine. I he's got cherry it. red. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, hey boys. Nope, nope, he's not good. He's not good. He's still laughing. He is cackling like a son of a bitch. This is about a horribly tragic woman's death. This is a sad line in the movie. <laughs> and he's still going. Unbelievable. Keep talking about it, that's why. I'm sorry. Hey, boys, what did we learn? What Don't did we learn? sail your boat without, uh, <laughs> without checking the weather channel, I guess. Yeah. What about you, Jordan? What did you learn? Fuck. Uh... <laughs> um... Come back to me. Pass. I learned uh, that 
um, if you are in a sappy romantic uh, uh, entanglement and it starts to rain, um, something is about to be revealed and you're going to have to give an impassionate speech um, while soaking wet. And a violin cover of We Are the Champions <laughs> is going to play. I did, not, I did not hear any of that, so I will just have to it's take the intro for it. song. Go back and listen to like the I'm first I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to yeah, do that. Yeah, because if I do that, then I'm going to have to fast forward to the part Sparky was talking about. And then I'm going to have to rehear the line about, you know, <laughs> the baby doing a number and <laughs> tearing her insides out. Just holding onto her heart when the baby comes out, pulling all the organs. I don't think that's how it works, but that's kind of besides the point. Um, Whatever. Uh, I learned. <laughs> I learned that. Um, I don't know. I guess like a be wary of, you know, <laughs> of attractive women. No, you will like attractive women taking an interest in you. <laughs> that is the lesson you seem to learn in yeah. every movie. Is it? I think I mean, that was another one. What was it? Um, there was a movie we were talking about where. Uh, uh, I think it was um, it was Ten Things I Hate About You when Heath Ledger's character started talking to Julia Stiles about all of the things she was interested in. Oh yeah, I think that was the same takeaway: was be wary of mm-hmm. attractive people expressing interest in what you're passionate about. Yeah. Um. Damn. You got a rap for no, us, I think, Ryan? I think, I think it was the opposite. I think I learned the opposite that time because she was like, "You get away from me," when clearly. Oh, we'll go back. We'll bring up the receipts. We'll bring up the receipts for next week's episode. We're not going to. Um, yeah, because if I do that, then I'm going to have to listen to the <laughs> intro. And, then <laughs> and that part in the yeah. in the- For the Love of the Game where Kevin Costner's love interests uh, insides get ripped out during childbirth. Oh, that gets uh-huh. him to giggle every time. Just mention Who phrases it bro. like that? <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Sparks. What a fucking rom com that you know pens these beautiful letters and then it's like I know I'm gonna have the wife die. The baby's gonna take her insides out. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, that's a good point. Nobody in this movie. Everybody was like theoretically born and bred Outer Banks. Fucking nobody's trying for an accent. The closest well, is, is Dodge's it, name so being Dodge. Yeah, and then like they did. Like, there was not an ounce of draw. There was not an ounce of, of molasses coming out of the mouths. Have you not seen the Netflix teen drama show called Outer Banks? I have not, no. None of them have accents. That's pathetic. Young I mean, people yeah. with accents is really weird. Oh, it'll fuck your mind up. Yeah, I there was a girl in Boston, Sickly. A, a classmate of mine, who had a thick accent. And yeah. It, it, it was... I, had no, I did not see it coming. You know, in the South, the young <laughs> people that are going to have the thick accents because they have like they're very sickly and have camo hats. They're either very sickly or very fat, and they have camo hats and they're mm. chewing dip. Um, then, then you know you're going to get some. You're going to get some drawl out of that. You're going to get some twang <laughs> out that mouth. Um, hey Ryan, you got a rap for us? Yeah, I'm back. Not a rapper still, but I'm. I have one. <laughs> Hit me with it. You never were a rapper, but hey, you watch it, Jordan. That was that was a bit harsh. Uh, yeah. At the end of this two-year-long podcast, I'm submitting all of my raps to uh, some record label or something, <laughs> and come up, you will eat no, your own no, no, words. No. Come, come up with a rap a rap record label. You can come up with one. They're like the Death most. Row Records. There it is. You got one. Me and Dr. Dre rapping about fucking 1999. Kevin Costner. Ten things I hate about you. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here we go. Message in a bottle, more like letters in a vessel, something that floats kind of like Vettel. I don't know how to say that. That was that. That's a that's a that's a that's a Formula One driver's last name. Sebastian Sebastian Vettel. Vettel. You got it. Yeah. Word. Anyway, moving on. We have Sean Penn's wife opening it up, reading the letters, filling her cup, showing them to Hagrid these magical words. Hagrid doesn't seem too into the magical verse. Off to the Outer Banks. Too bad they didn't film there. She meets Kevin Costner, Paul Newman. They have the same hair. She invites himself to his house. Kind of weird, but he don't care. Looking through his shit, his wife's art hanging everywhere. There's also a fight scene, but mostly about love. Kevin eating pussy like a man from above, okay. making new boats. Yes. 
<laughs> making new boats uh, gave the deck a scrub. Break up, make it peace, send in a white dove. Rough seas ahead, gotta save the family. R.I.P. Kevin Costner, you went in so gallantly. Sinking in the water, the boat sank so casually. All of that for nothing except for one more pleasantry. Nice. Nice. Because he sends a message in a bottle at the end of the movie. We skipped that part. But... Oh, shit, we did. <laughs> oh. he, does he just leave? He just leaves it on the desk, right? Yeah, I get, I, yeah. I, I, again, I was playing Minecraft the whole time. So. <laughs> he, he just leaves it on the desk. Yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty fucking out of it at that point. Um, well, uh, that leaves only one thing to do, which is determine if this movie has aged like a fine wine. Two things left to do. Yeah, two things left to do. You're right. Or aged like milk. In our segment, Milk Rumor Low. Um, Jordan, you go ahead and go first. Is this movie Milk or Merlot? Um, I'm going to say Milk. It was just pretty bad. Uh, I've never seen any other Nicholas Spark movies, but I don't know. I've also heard my fair share of meat cutes, and, you know, that's this is just a little too much for me. Yeah. Well, how about you, Ryan? Um... <clears throat> I'm gonna say this is uh this aligns with with it, with the awards that it was nominated for, um such as the Stinkers Bad Movie Award. Ooh. Okay. As in it's uh it's a milk it stinks. Yeah, I'm gonna say milk. Um, uh, Kevin Costner is not likable. I think that's <laughs> the biggest problem. He's is not hot either. He's not hot, and I think that romance movies to get to that elevated state. Everybody has to be fucking smoking hot. Um, and I don't like that that's the way it is, but if you're going to have a movie that is supposed to to entice the fantasies of romance, you got to have a looker. You got to have somebody that's... You cannot have them be overshadowed by their own father. It's unacceptable. Um, and there's very little chemistry between the two of them. Robin Wright is giving it her all, but it just like, yeah... It it kind of falls flat. I don't think it's very good. But what do we know uh, about movies? Jack shit. There is one metric um, in the pantheon of the box office metrics that reveals the true nature of the movie, and that's the legs. So we'll throw it to the keeper of the legs, Ryan. How many legs? Give us the legs. Coming in this week. Production. They gave this movie a $30 million budget. Which that's is- crazy. How much did they spend on that fucking nighttime shot on them on the fucking green screen boat? They couldn't even film in the Outer Banks, you know that? Well, yeah. Also, they they wanted to get they wanted to get permission to build a three thousand square foot house over a lake, and obviously they were denied that permit. Jeez. But like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know what they spent thirty million dollars on. Yeah. Probably all of Kevin Costner and Paul Newman. <laughs> yeah, they had eight <laughs> hours of makeup every day. They could shoot for four minutes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, now the legs. 2.8. Oh, that's not bad. Not great. That's like middle of the pack. Well, that's going to do it for Message in a Bottle. We'll throw our thoughts into the uh, into the bottle of an MP3 and into the ocean of podcasts. I thought we were doing flax now. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. You don't know anything. You dumb. I'm sorry. I got. Wow. I had a conniption. Um, you can join us next week, where we'll be just Words as hurt. just as angry at uh, at Ryan for his bullshit ass <laughs> comments. Shut up. Fuck you. Um, where our movie will be the 1999 classic comedy drama romance, Varsity Blues. Uh, starring James Vanderbeek himself, James Vanderbeek, and Johnny Voigt. Um, the logline is, a backup quarterback is chosen to lead the, a Texas football team to victory after the star quarterback is injured. Clear eyes, you, full heart, can't win. You skipped Varsity the most Blue. important person on this ensemble, Sparky, and that's Paul Walker. Is he in this? Oh, he yeah. is. He's Lance. That's right. Um, Amy Smart is in it. I don't know who the most famous person down. I don't know who Amy Smart is. She's what's her face from what's her face. 
I know the name. Oh, of course. She's um, uh, she's from Get Smart. She's the smart. Um. Oh, Shut it looks like she was up. in Just Friends, which I think was that movie where Ryan Reynolds was fat. Oh yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. It really touched my heart. That's uh. That's not Ryan Reynolds. In... Oh, that is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it is. You dumb I've... idiot. You uneducated. How do you open your mouth with confidence ever? You fucking. <laughs> you you dolt. I have a master's degree. There it is. I was trying to see how. I, I was trying to see. I think you're getting. I think you're you're getting building a tolerance to one to, episode to a, one abuse. episode a week. Or fuck you, fuck. dumb. I'm sorry. Fuck. That was too much. I didn't like that. I didn't like the way that came out of my mouth. Um, I apologize if my mother listens to this. I really hope she doesn't. She says she doesn't, but I don't know. Does she know where to sorry, find Sparky's it? Mom. Oh, she knows where to find it. I think she's subscribed, but I just like every in all of the bios I have to put like, please, mom, not this one. One day, one day we'll do a clean one. One day we'll do. Let's look and I see. Was, if- for the South Park one, I was really debating. Uh, bleeping out every curse word we said because it'd be <laughs> ironic, but then I... That's a lot know. of work. You figured yeah, out that it's, that's it's a, a lot, lot of work. work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Um, Star Wars. We should pick... We do Star Wars. Yeah, can we oh, figure no. out, F-bombs like... are going to be coming for that one. Yeah, can we give, like, <laughs> maybe Pokemon we don't swear and we don't... Oh, we keep yeah, it, I forgot that movie's on the list. We keep that's it, a good one. We keep it good or Fantasia. Like, can we pick, like, a kid's... A family movie to not swear... And have it be a one episode where we can have our parents listen Eyes to it. Eyes wide shut. Eyes wide shut. Fantastic call. <laughs> a completely, a completely euphemism stacked episode of of ninety nine one hundred. Um, that. But it's gonna be clean. It's gonna be totally clean. Um, but you're gonna have to wait a couple more weeks for that one, um, as this episode is mercifully over at only an hour and fifteen minutes in. Um, well, we'll cut. We'll yeah, cut it's gonna. Stuff. There's like gonna, whole there's gonna be a lot of cuts. Um, uh, thank you so well, much for listening. Nine Eleven was an inside job. <laughs> well, the we, cold we, open. we have to do the BD9, outro BD9. first. <laughs> what? What is? What Bush is, did nine eleven. Oh, BD nine. Got it. Sure. Do we really have to shorten it? I guess so. Um. Anyway, you can join us next week. Uh. But you probably won't at this point. Nobody's listening. No, I've been okay. Your... No, no, no. That's the thing, though, is if someone has been listening to this, they're 100% listening next week. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if we I have think... that, if we had a fan who's stuck this long, it's not like they're going to be like, you know what? I'm done after fucking 44 episodes <laughs> yeah, that or whatever. Is true. That is true. I guess that is, I guess that is fair. But uh, so Thanks. I guess we'll call him Don. Don. We'll see you thanks, next week. Thanks, Scott, you piece of shit. Learn how to talk about how fucking plastic bags are made. <laughs> For a second there, I thought you were going to say, you piece of shitler. And that's a pretty good one. That would have killed in eighth grade. That would have been nah, a mic drop smart. insult in eighth grade. You piece of shitler. <laughs> um, I, have been, I have been your prodigal son host, returned from the land of plenty, Sparky Shelton. Um, I've been your um, Judas priest host, Jordan <laughs> And I'm Ryan. Oh, wait, fuck. Let me do that again. And as always, <laughs> I'm Ryan. <laughs> and now, classical gas. Classical gas.